Another episode of Sophie's Choice Murders and Mysteries. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sophie. And it's just the two of us. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Gab's taking a little mental break, and then Mike is still in Texas, so it's just going to be Nathan and I. Yay. Woo! <laughs> we have fun. You sounded so enthusiastic. Or was is that yeah. a, a, a sarcastic? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Honey oh booba chow, dollar make me holla. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I hope this is your guys' favorite podcast. So back by popular demand, we are joined by a friend of the pod, Nathan. You are actually, oh yeah, I sent you a screenshot. I was like, you were actually asked for by a listener. Yeah. One, one person. One person. <laughs> Somebody emailed in and said something about why are their friends so hot or something. Bring Nathan, bring Nathan back or something so they must have watched the yeah, tiktok they, they clearly want more more videos of me online yeah <laughs> okay let's talk mysteries guys because sophie's choice this week is a mystery from my mother's country it's so funny that we were actually talking about malaysia countries because you're about to go to the philippines for real this is the story of the Lawong Sewu, better known as a thousand doors and a creature that is said to lurk inside a kun tilanak or a Pontianak. Sounds so this is awesome. kind of a haunted place and a creature all wrapped in one because neither was long enough to be a full episode on its own. Perfect. So yeah, where Nathan, I don't think anybody, everybody knows. Where do you stand with the ghosties? Oh, I, well, I'm a, I'm a big uh, whatever Mike is. What, uh, skeptic. skeptic. Non-believer. <laughs> big non-believer. Big non-believer. <laughs> I've had my own experience, but I don't let it cloud my judgment in any way you're still like no that was not real yeah i mean it could have been a dream there's a whole lot of things that could explain it but i think it was too creepy to not be real that's whatever you're just like i'm just gonna file that in the back of my mind yeah Yeah, and not think about it it's not real anymore (laughs) (laughs) i was very little oh my god (laughs) and i've experienced nothing like that since that's true I mean, like, like when I was little camping in the backyard, like we saw Sasquatch in the trees, but no, it wasn't Sasquatch. It was what? just a dark shadow. You know what I mean? Like we, we were little kids. Oh my God. What if it was Bigfoot and he was like, oh fuck, they saw me. And then he like ran off and you were like, yep, just a shadow. Just a shadow. We also heard a coyote kill a rabbit and that sounds like a baby dying. It's that is terrifying. Traumatic. That's really sad. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, it was an experience. It was an experience. <laughs> it, it it helped me develop and grow as a human being. Oh my God! I remember when I was like five or six. This is a sidebar nation. I found a little hidey hole of baby bunnies, and I pet them all because they were so cute and new. No, I know. And then my dad 
grabbed me well he like whooped my ass and by whooped my ass i mean like beat the shit out of me and then he brought me back outside and he's like you see those cute little bunnies and he was like holding my head down to the hole and then he's like they're cute and then he's like and then tomorrow because of you they're gonna be dead and then he took me out like a couple days later but because the mom had smelt me on the baby bunnies and i'd literally gone out of my way to touch all of them because they were so cute she'd rip their throats out so my dad brought six-year-old me back outside to like look at that and <clears throat> think about what i had done your dad is really good at teaching life lessons. Jesus Christ. That's one way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> it oh traumatized my. you for the rest of your life with that one. It did. I did not touch anything wild, any babies ever again. So, <laughs> okay. Our story today takes place on the island of Java in Indonesia. So if we're looking at the collection of islands that make up Indonesia, the large one holds the capital, which is Jakarta, which is where my family predominantly is living around. And then you have, it's also the place where your Starbies beans come from, the Sumatra beans. If you see the, um, like Starbucks Sumatra coffee. Okay, got you, got you. That's from Indonesia. It's named after the island it comes from. Not to be confused with like the Savet poop, aka the world's most expensive coffee. Not that kind of coffee. Gotta be honest, the Starbies is what threw me off. Oh, Starbucks, sorry. Yeah, it was a <laughs> shorter version. I didn't catch it. Sorry. And then most people know the tiny island that is Bali. Or as I'm learning now, as I get older in time, a lot of people don't, I guess. They think it's its own country, its own entity, magical place. But anyway, that's a little island. Tiny, tiny. And then in between Sumatra, which is like this curved thing, and Bali is this skinny long bean of Java. Dope. Between the two. So, and then also, yes, like coffee, ironically, like. Java beans. Right? Yeah. Give me a cup of Java. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Samarang is the capital of Java. And during the Dutch colonial era, aka white people continuously trying to colonize other cultures and also being white, was a major hub of regional trade. And it still is technically to this day. So according to an Inside Indonesia article by Michael G. Vaughn, Lawang Sewu, an imperial temple in modern Indonesia, sits on one of Samarang's busiest traffic circles facing the Tunggu Muda Monument to Fallen Heroes and the Dunpingaro Military Museum in Legawan Sewu. I'm going to keep fucking that up, but that's the name of the building in case we're confused. One of Indonesia's most famous buildings. Indonesians easily recognize photographs of the building and mentioning Lewang Sewu will energize any local into a full-blown conversation. The story of its fame is a tale of competing narratives. Its impressive architecture invokes the nation's suppressive colonial past. This building has its own part in Indonesia's very own complicated revolution and its infamous reputation for being the home to many unhappy ghosts who died bad deaths feeds a popular fascination with the gruesome. According to a 2009 Indonesia Syria article, this magnificent building has a long history. Built in 1903, its use was inaugurated in July 1st of 1907 as the headquarters of the Dutch Colonial Railroad Company, staking their mark on this beautiful country. Also known by its full name, I'm going to butcher the shit out of this. Nederlandish Indisch Spoorweg Nachtstobisch, or NIS as it's commonly referred to. That was, that was a really good try. I don't speak Dutch or whatever the I mean, fuck they speak. There. I'm assuming that's a small population in the world at this point. <laughs> I hope so. Please don't be offended if you're Dutch. <laughs> I think you gave it a good try. That's, that's okay, the it. real big part of me wanted to pronounce it like German, which is how I want to pronounce any like everything European yeah. language, which is not right. So this gorgeous three-story monument was built in true Western world. What do I want to say? Like. Western world imagery. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Like the art deco style. It has like the okay, not uh, traditional architecture, too. right? Yes, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
No, you're good. I did that earlier. Oh, God. It was the work of well-known white, I mean, Dutch architects, Professor Jacob F. Klinkhammer and B.J. Queendag. And I am not making those names up. Those are their real names. Classic. Good for you, B.J. <laughs> I know. What is What is happening? So at the front of the building is a beautiful set of twin perched towers, similar to the Gothic tower style, where the building kind of splits into an L. So since the front part is facing like a roundabout from the aerial point of view, it's going to look like an L. But for us, I guess it looks like two wings kind of stretching out toward the opposite sides of the streets. Okay. Okay. There are dozens of rooms scattered on the first and second floors, except for the third floor, which according to tour guides at Le Wang Sewu used to function as a meeting room for high end officials. And of course, at the bottom of the building is, as always, a very creepy basement or a bunker. Awesome. (laughs) As usual. According to a Tajunk 24 article by Vindya Putri, reading the name Lewang Sewu, which in Javanese means a building with a thousand doors. In reality, the number of doors is not a thousand, but only 429 doors. I feel like that's still a good... It's not far from a thousand. I feel like that's a good chunk of change of doors in one building. It's a ton of doors. Oh, God. The name Lewang Sewu is because the building has 1,000 huge-ass windows that are as large as doors. So thus, it is called Lewang Sewu. Fair enough. Then originally built and used as an office building, acting as the main headquarters for the fancy Dutch private railroad company, visiting Lewang Sewu is not just knowing the history of the past buildings, but also the various mystery stories in it. Famous for its splendor, this building is called one of the most haunted buildings in the world, according to Google Earth. Which I have to say, I just love that this Indonesian article uses its full name, even though even they even sourced a link as to how to get to Google Earth, whereas like here we just say Google. <laughs> I just think it's kind of cute and funny. Anyway, there are many mysteries that became stories in society. Summarized from various sources, here are some of the stories about its underground mysteries. When it was first built, Lewang Sewu was seen as the symbol of the Dutch-imposed capitalist socio-economic transformation to the locals. Ironically, this mystery story takes a turn in 1942 during World War II as Japan's Asian Blitzkrieg, which is a swift attack meant for fast conquering, quickly swept aside centuries of colonial rule in Southeast Asia. The new conquerors quickly appropriated some of the best real estate for themselves. The Japanese took control of Lewang Sewu, using it as their own headquarters of sorts, their own military headquarters. With the Kempate, I probably butchered that, but that's the Japanese military, using the massive basement of Building B as a detention center for the Dutch. So kind of Missy Elliot it, flipping the script here. I, I, I feel that. I just put a little thing. I was like, is it worth it? Let me work it. Okay, no. I, I gotta be honest. I'm just fighting the urge to mansplain Blitzkrieg. Oh, more, more wait. Yeah, please go ahead. And I feel like it's dumb. Um <laughs> like the the real definition of it is dumb no no my urge to mansplain it you did fine oh my yeah my clipped version is that accurate yeah a quick quick attack i mean to to mansplain it it's yeah it's uh (laughs) it's a uh an aerial attack first they bomb the city and then immediately after they finish bombing it they they swoop in troop in troops in to take the city yeah so oh shit that's not mansplaining that's like a more detailed explanation well that's yeah i guess you're right yeah (laughs) cool the more you know the more you know i don't think that i actually knew that the it's anything of what you just said i think i associate like blitz with like schnell like in german like fast i just knew that that's what it was the germans during world war ii were one of the first to do it to use airplanes for for war Purposes. Oh my god. So when in World War II specifically they had faster planes than us and could send them in really quickly, bomb the city quickly, and then they'd send in 
ground troops and tanks to to take the city while everybody's kind of panicked it doesn't really know what happened you know holy shit and the first country they tested that out on was their own i think so and then poland after oh god that's fucked although didn't they walk right into poland i think they did i don't think they actually were were met with any resistance when it came to taking poland I think Poland I just likes wrong, making though. sausage, and they're, like, really peaceful people. I don't yeah, know. I hear that. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, God. Okay, so this room in building the basement of Building B is a room, actually, where the Japanese soldiers carried out what was rumored to be legendary torture of their Dutch counterparts. Kind of like, sort of like revenge for trying to colonize the Indonesian people, even though that wasn't their people. So the Indonesians were torturing the Dutch? The Japanese in World War II. They came and inhabited. They like kicked out all the Dutch people in one fell swoop. And then what they did capture, they put in the basement of Building A. So, Oh my. Building A and Building B, and I'm not sure which one is which of the wing or the side of the L that we're referring to, but that's what we're referring to is Building A is one wing of the building from the towers and then building b is but don't ask me which one's which because i have no idea but also if if you're not a skeptic sleeping in this building you're probably gonna encounter some ghost activity (laughs) (laughs) big italicized fingers and magic dancing from nathan that was perfection (laughs) oh my god so as rumors circulated of brutal torture and summary executions locals came to view the building with dread One story that was frequently repeated was that the severed heads of former prisoners were just thrown into the corner of the basement after execution. When the Japanese war machine collapsed in 1945, Indonesian nationalists claimed back the city and the Dutch launched a counterattack on Sambarang, making use of the tunnels underneath the building that once linked Lewang Sewu to the other strategic sites in the city. Troops penetrated the city's defenses and came to the surface to attack key sites in October. For five days, skirmishes raged the city with six railroad workers dying at Lewang Sewu, who were uninvolved with any... They weren't either like Team Dutch or gotcha. Team Indonesia. They were just railroad, railroad workers. People. Yeah, not attached to the Poor tragedy. guys. Yeah, I know. They're just like, I just want to work on a choo-choo train and that's right. all. That's been my life's just, dream. Just let me make the tracks. <laughs> Just doing my job, man. The, the real irony in all of this is that Indonesia had just declared its independence from the Dutch literally in August of that same year. So this happened in October of 42. So just a few months prior. As basically, the Dutch were saying, okay, okay, we hear what you're saying. You're independent. But fuck that shit. We're still going to like... Try to keep our yes, shit. Yes, yeah. we're going to dig our heels in and we really don't want to leave. So like kind of denial, I guess. No, I hear you there. Today, a somber monument stands to honor the fallen and to educate visitors about the role of Indonesia's nationalist youth who resisted both the Dutch and Japanese occupants. Awesome. Yet few, <laughs> yet few of the domestic tourists, overwhelmingly youth themselves, stop to read the plaque on the small squat structure near the exit of the tour. What many do remember, or at least think they remember, about the war is that people, mostly white dude colonists, were tortured and died violent deaths at Lewang Sewu. The consequence, as clear as any political one, is, of course, that their unhappy ghosts threaten to harass the living until they finally find a proper resting place. Which I gotta say, it might be a little bit hard for, if you believed in ghosts, to find a proper resting place if your head is not attached Agreed. to your body. <laughs> or what if what if they put the wrong head in with your body? Or oh sent, my. It, sent it back to your family or something and you're like, that's as not... As ghosts, do you guys switch heads? <laughs> also thinking like if your mom got your body back they'd be like this head obviously does not match this tiny uh my son's tattoo is gone but his his head looks fine (laughs) 
His body looks a little weird. His penis you is know, smaller and not circumcised it. anymore. <laughs> you know when they green screen um, Chris Evans with Captain America and they put his huge ass bulky head on that tiny little body before he goes through the thing? That's what okay, I'm picturing. Yeah. Oh, I hear that. Moms and dads getting in the crate and they're like, this doesn't look right. Yeah. Like, this is clearly an Asian body. My son is white. <laughs> Can your penis get smaller after death? Because his is. What's right. happening here? Oh, God. Okay. So back to my Inside Indonesia article by Michael Jivan. He writes, as it began to age and Indonesia failed to reinvest sufficient funds for maintenance, and as newer office complexes were built in the 1970s around the building, the building fell in disrepair. Clearly falling apart and heading towards ruin, much like other older colonial era neighborhoods in Semarang, Jakarta, and Serbia. Remember, it's a third world country also, so I just feel like you might not have the funds to fix something that's not being used and that the general public sees as a creepy crawly thing i guess i hear that oh and i did want to say nobody at me for saying third world because that's what my mother says and she was born and raised there and that's what she says so that's what i say instead of developing country so anyways we gotta gotta work on that i've been saying third world about brazil too and they're a developing country as well my mother's always said third like she when she talks about brazil has the sixth largest economy worldwide so like are they even a developing country or are they a first world country? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, don't, don't they do a lot of trade and importing and exporting? They do a exporting? ton of That's trade. That's what I thought. Just it was like, like all of our bananas and shit come yeah. from there. So much comes from Brazil. They also have their own oil industry. Like, they got a lot going on. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, whenever my mother talks about Indonesia. Anyway, when she talked about him a couple of years ago, she would still say, well, you have to remember Indonesia's third world country. So I don't know. My dad does that too. So I get that. About Brazil? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I wonder if that's like a... I think they're just If like, that's what he hears because he spends old. so much time... Oh. <laughs> they're just old. <laughs> I was like, she says it about her own home country, so I don't know what... The, I don't know. My dad's lived there for 17 years. He still calls it a third world country. Interesting. Okay, you, you might... I think it's just because we're younger generation. and we know yeah, okay. we know that it's a developing country okay. and not a third world. Got it. They're so. just old. <laughs> I was like... My mom's only 47, 48 now. Oh, okay. My my dad is creeping up. I think he's 50, 59 now. Oh, holy shit. My mom's a young pup. She is a young pup. She's a young little baby. All right. Anyways, decades of neglect were evident in the deep stains and missing roof tiles. The floor of two rooms bore the markings of long abandoned, bad mitten courts, and sky can be seen through several spots in the attic roof. Ghost oh. stories manipulated. It's a it's a building that needed just needed some love. TLC. Yep, and we ain't talking chasing waterfalls. Just actual tender loving care. Yeah. Ghost stories multiplied as Lewang Cebu truly began to look the part of a haunted house. Men who wanted to prove their courage and manliness would venture into the building in the darkness or even try to spend an entire night inside. Would you spend the night in a haunted place? Because you Absolutely. won't believe. Absolutely. Oh, yeah! As a, as a kid, all I wanted to do was go to haunted places and spend the night and see if ghosts are real. Oh my god. Wait, did you ever? No, we found... Damn. We found... Um, I've, I, I know that about a lot of abandoned old old uh like psych psych places oh my god like psychiatric psychiatric hospitals (laughs) thank you um but uh i've never been to any of them and uh i know of a couple haunted hotels that i've really wanted to stay in but i never never got around to it oh my god fuck it let's do it we should do it maggie would be on board we we should do it in knoxville gabby says she'd have to be intoxicated okay (laughs) 
but that doesn't mean no. But Gabby doesn't drink very often, so that'd be like a, a fun, nice experience for her. It'd be a nice, yeah. Like that. That's a. That's a. That's our next friend's trip. I'm game. Boom. Haunted something. Haunted oh anything. Goodness, yeah, that's gonna be amazing. This is not surprising, as in Kijuan or Javanese spiritualism, which I gotta say the my long string bean of Java, the island, they have a different version, kind of like how South South Africans have their own language of French. Javanese have their own language of Indonesian there, although they do still, the majority still does speak Indonesian across the board. It's where, because Australia's right there, it's where the Australians kind of like intermerged with the Indonesian people and like... So this would be like the indigenous Australians. Yes. The Aborigines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, intermixed <clears throat> with Indonesian people and, like, kind of made up their, their own language. I the name of the tribes. I don't either. I I was told it when I was there, but I don't remember anymore. I was like, Gabby and I did an episode a while ago Aborigines is really not politically correct anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, so when I say Javanese, they have their own kind of, like, spiritualism and, like, they're still Indonesian, but it's just more... Um, what do I want to say? I am... That nap fucked me up. More centralized to the specific island in Indonesia. Their culture on that specific island. That's cool, though. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. So with Japanese spiritualism, there's a great significance in the linkage of violent death to specific spaces. So this place being a main place of torture and, like, the decapitation, just like that gory kind of thing. They think that there's going to be a lot of... I don't want to say juju. Spiritual. Spiritual activity. Yeah. And as I've mentioned before on previous episodes, most Asian cultures are extremely superstitious, including myself and my Asian half of my family. So these local ghost stories were cemented into the national consciousness with the 2007 film Le Wang Sewu Dendam Kunti Linak, which is the other thing that we're going to be talking about is the Kunti Linak, which just translates to the Le Wanak Sewu, which is the building, Kunti Linak's vengeance. So it's this creature's vengeance, which I'm going to get to in a moment. The movie follows a group of young new high school grads who were out for a night of partying in the Samarang when they wind up inside the old building. Surprise, surprise. The residents' spirits become angry and seek revenge after one youth disrespectfully urinates on the home. Dope. (laughs) Good for you, little man. Isn't that perfect? He's like, what did I do to deserve this? You fucking pissed. You peed on... On the wall. On the dead bodies. On the dead bodies. You peed on the wrong dislocated (laughs) skull. (laughs) Amongst the ghosts defending the dignity of the building are a Dutch woman who committed suicide and a Kunti Lenak. Yep, sure. Which is the second part of our episode today. The director of that movie made use of the Lewang Sewu's striking architecture, including its more gothic-looking features, its surreal and seemingly endless halls of doors, and the... seriously spooky basement of building b while many critics accuse the director of who i hate this raping a culturally significant site the film did relatively well at the box office not at all surprising considering that indonesian locals have fascination with ghosts right but i don't, I don't see how that's raping the location. I, that's such a strong it is a strong it word. is translated to this wasn't this isn't my but my it, indonesian source but that is such a strong i don't, I don't word. see any massive disrespect in making a movie of a location i don't either also if anything it it shows respect to it in my opinion brings light to the the story and the location oh the history yeah 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 yeah. i thought it like more emphasized the obviously he's a indonesian director but like i thought it more emphasized the creature that they believe in right actually being in this place that they like believe i don't know I don't think it was very disrespectful, but... Le Wang Sewu was then the subject of further intrusions from reality television 
As a series of lowbrow shows began to investigate the haunted building with a headless Dutch woman supposedly prosecuted by the Japanese mentioned most often. Oh, yeah. I just want to say one thing really quick. Yep. We should totally do the haunted house thing, but we should do a podcast episode there. <gasps> oh my God, you're so smart. That's such a That'd good be idea. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yes, Whereas I am totally game. Do you have a hotel in mind? I, I do have one in mind. It, I think it's it's south of us currently. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, <clears throat> that would be so fucking awesome. I think We'd it's be just like... like south of Annandale, Minnesota. Maybe an hour south of Minneapolis. That would be so fucking cool. Oh my god. Okay, so Indonesia's recent use of smartphones and obsession with social media has ensured that the internet is now full of blurry images of Lewang Sebu's alleged ghosts. In 2009, perhaps motivated by examples of colonial nostalgia tourism, as seen in projects in Siam Reap, I'm going to butcher these, Malacca, and Singapore, investors set about both preserving the existing buildings in the complex and proposing new functions for Lewang Sewu. In July 2011, First Lady Ani Yudhoyono nope, presided over the opening of the fully renovated building A. So... I wa- see, I want to go from left to right and assume that the left side of the wing is A and then the right side is B, but I don't know if that's right. Building A was fully renovated. They repainted it. It looks really, well, they, the whole outside looks really nice because they redid it all. But building A, the first lady at the time, because they have presidents in Indonesia. Okay. She did the grand opening of building A, but building B is where the Japanese tortured the Dutch in the basement. Got it. So various media reports that covered the ceremony wanted to dispel the myth that the building was a domain of terrifying ghosts, speaking on Indonesia's first lady as if she had performed an exorcism instead of just doing a grand reopening for tours and stuff. The local tourist board hoped that her presence and the opening of a craft fair at the site would reinvent the haunted house as a community center. And are you, isn't that cute? And argue that with future rehabilitation, the site can serve as an anchor for tourism in Samarang and central Java. Agreed. I think it's it's such a good idea. Agreed. It's said that the Indonesian government feared that tourists were afraid to enter Lewang Sewu because of the ghosts even after the renovation, but the numbers say otherwise. No less than a thousand visitors visit Lewang Sewu each day. Wow. Isn't that insane? That's nuts. Mostly, of course, our youths hoping to see a ghost. But it's actually open for tours 24-7. Which I also think is crazy. Well, I, I believe that. The night tour. Would you go on a night tour? I would totally do a night we tour. We should go to Indonesia. It's so cheap once you get there. It's just the flights right. are expensive. Oh, well, I'm, So I'm going to Manila soon. That's and true, And then from yeah. Manila, I'm going to Palawan, which is an island off, off the coast of Manila. It's so, so much nice. fucking fun. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh. So the ghost stories might even attract people instead of scaring them off. The basement is still a creepy place, no surprise. People feel uneasy and there are claims of headless ghouls that are unable to find peace. The spirit of a headless Dutch woman is also said to haunt this area. She was allegedly killed by the Japanese army during the war, which I think is a little... uh, In my opinion, super ghost stereotypical. (sighs) But were women allowed? I mean, they mostly captured soldiers. This was World War II. Like, was a woman... Oh, come on. I'm... Do you think? So let's let's just go off of basic gender roles today. They respected women a lot less back then. Yeah. What do you think the chances are? Oh, they grabbed a woman. Oh, decapitated her. And they were like, Bap. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they did the deed and yeah, raped probably her beforehand. Raped her. Yeah. Like there could be <gasps> all kinds of bad shit that Oh my happened. God, that ties into my creature. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Sweet. You right. Sweet. <laughs> 
And not that not that, that happened to that poor lady, but that but it, it ties is a in. wild possibility. Okay, yeah, I didn't think about that. Okay, very good. Yeah. But another more alarming female ghost might just haunt the Lewang Sewu. The ghost of a Dutch woman is often seen around the grounds. It is said she had taken her own life at Lewang Sewu, later becoming a Kuntalinok. Ooh. Now this is our exciting second part of the episode. The Kuntalinok. I was so excited when I discovered that the Kuntaliwak was a part of this haunting because it was on my list of things. I have like a book, not like a black book for drugs, but a book of like weird murders and creepy crawly things that I want to cover on the podcast. Okay, cool. That's awesome. (laughs) And this was on that list because it's from Indonesia. It's part of my culture, but I was just like, there's not enough information to make it a full episode. So I'm really excited that both of these parts, both the building and the Kuntaliwak, Linok, were both all wrapped in one so that it's it'll be a nice full-sized episode i was thinking about this earlier you should do vampires eventually now i I know that everybody's done vampires but you do you cover all this in such an interesting way like pure straight history based which i love yes i like to learn right so like in many cases they like buried them with chains around their necks Mm -hmm. or like like with spikes all around the inside of the coffin or things like that so i think you would be really good at covering like how they dealt with vampires even though they were never real and it was just one big weird conspiracy between the 14 (laughs) and 1600s when we do the haunted house we should do it of the haunted house (gasps) oh my god that would be so good i was just thinking what what could we do while we're there but that's perfect we got to do like the whole story or if it's super haunted we yeah do it on the Right, yeah, and then maybe yeah. maybe we can bug the ghost enough if we tell their story like shittily or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what if we're listening back to the audio and editing, and they're like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> just like, like we're all laughing, and then it's just like, "Fuck you!" Like really, you guys suck. I hate your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. I hate your podcast. <laughs> That'd be so fucking great. Honestly, I would love it. I, I would love that. He goes, hot mic's really not that hot. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's those. Quit, quit sending nudes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. A Kuntilanak, sometimes a Kunti for short, or a Pontianak is most common in Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore cultures. They are creatures, not ghosties, although it is said that they could be both, but they're said to haunt places or buildings, not a specific person. Like, you know how demons can, quote unquote, like get attached to to one person. Or an object. Yes. Oh, yeah. Or Or a location. Yes. It's they don't follow people or like a thing more so. It's just buildings and objects. Forests. Yeah. Yeah. Forests. It just so happens that this one is supposedly attached to this specific building due to the violence. So a uh, Kuntilanak or a uh, Pontianak is a vampiric manifestation. Oh my God, sorry that I just connected that you just talked about vampires and this kind of <laughs> talks about it. That's, oh, that's so ironic. Cool. So it's a vampiric manifestation of a woman who died during childbirth or died while birthing a stillborn or a woman who died while pregnant and the fetus became malevolent due to not being born. Ooh. So kind of like, do you like scary movies? I do. Oh, fuck yeah. This reminds me of a... The uh, Unborn. I was going to say, uh, that's pretty accurate. I was going to say this creature from The Witcher. I don't know if I you've played that. I have not seen that, that. I don't, but or seen, somebody, seen the show. a lot of people have told me to watch it. There is 
a creature that's like a fetus that was born stillborn so they bury it and then it's like ghost comes back takes oh my god that's exactly like the control of the the baby's body and then it like crawls around on the ceiling and like kills people but also it grew to like three times its size so it's like the size of like maybe a wolf or like a person Jesus Christ. There is a real Asian thing that focuses on just like the fetus part that is angry about being unborn. Right, yeah. It wanted, which is it why wanted the its move, life. Yeah, it yeah. Stolen from it, supposedly. Yes. Right? And it's like an angry spirit. spirit. Thing. Yes. Which is what the unborn, the movie, the horror movie is based off of. But I think I've seen that. It's good. It has, I can't think of her. She's got beautiful olive skin, dark brown hair. Mm-hmm. She's from You Again with Kirsten Bell. Odette Annabelle. Oh, she's pretty. She's very pretty. Oh, I think I remember this one. She's in a lot of shit, to be yeah, honest. She is. Well, she plays like, I'm so scared I'm shitting myself really well. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm so scared I'm shitting myself. Like, there's there's this look that she makes that you're just like, oh my God, she She's is shitting peril. herself right now. She is like, shitting <laughs> herself right now. Oh my God. Like, you just believe her, her fear to such Holy an extent. Holy shit yes so yeah that that is a good movie i it's based off of here's a fun fact which gabby didn't know because she fucking hates horror movies most of american horror movies are based on asian horror movies did you know that i did not know that holy shit so yeah like the unborn the grudge i knew that black water really yeah like a lot of big ones are like based off of an asian taiwanese or korean yeah version because i didn't american adaptation yeah sorry other way around yeah you knew what i meant and yeah. I didn't know that Gabby didn't know that Asians are like the kings and queens of horror. So basically, fucking freaks I mean, me I out. I mean, I hear that. I, I feel like I've been watching a lot of like Korean and Japanese things on Netflix and Hulu lately. Like since Squid Games or just in general? Like just that's general. the role you've Squid, been on? Squid Games is, is a good one. But fucking like good. they've been coming out with all kinds of like zombie movies that are really good. Oh shit. Did you watch that high school zombie Korean show um, that's on Netflix right now? I don't think so, actually, no. But, all of uh, Us Are Dead, it's called. All of Us Are Dead. I'm going to have to watch that. That looks good. It looks really good. I just watching the quick little trailer. Or Me like too. the the ring. I remember the first time I saw the ring. Oh, it was I a Taiwanese version. Oh, I did was not, the first did one that I saw. That. I was like six years old and it my mom so was like, so much sense though. You fucking pussy. And I was like, oh my God, there's like a creepy crawly lady coming out of fucking TV. But anyway, so these creatures look like a pale skinned woman with long black hair. Go figure. A Kunti Lanak are in their ghost form, have red eyes, and wear white dresses, which are smeared with blood. Another depiction of the Kunti Lanak is described as a beautiful woman with long hair and a long white dress. Others say they have long fangs and dagger-like foot-long fingernails. Sweet. <laughs> that they use to rip open their victims and feast on their insides. Reminds me of the nails that most ladies have nowadays. <laughs> Nathan's going to be like, I'm going to be walking around in Asia in a couple weeks. How am I going to know the difference between... Yeah, it's going to be hard. <laughs> Is this your type of gal? The the long fingernails? Hell yeah, of course. Fangs. Long oh, nail. yeah. Yeah, the hair in front of her face. Yeah, if, if, if she can give me a hickey and also make my neck bleed at the same time... <laughs> and then tell Bonus you what your blood, blood type is <laughs> yeah just by taste oh you're ab positive i didn't know that your your blood's delicious did you know mosquitoes oh my also God. love my blood <laughs> in malay folklore the kuntilanak is depicted as a beautiful woman oh oh yeah with a hollow back or like a hole in her back or the back of her neck a kuntilanak 
is portrayed as delighting and terrorizing the villagers for retaliation. <laughs> Legend says that they are, they are able to make themselves into beautiful humans to lure men in and then prey on the men or just other helpless people in general. Sweet. Isn't that lovely? I love this this lore behind this. <laughs> it gets better. According to a Brill Journal article by Timo Duell, the ghost of Kuntilanak or Pontianak is a type of vampire that not only haunts the collective memory of the people in the Malay realm, but also plays an important role for the urban site of Pontianak, which is actually the capital of West Kimalamantan province in Indonesia, as both a haunting, terrifying, and absent evicted spirit. The city of Pontianak was actually said to have gotten its name from the creature instead of the other way around, because the founder was said to have been disturbed by one while he was deciding where to build his palace. Oh, first world problems. I know. I know. Classic. If I didn't have a nickel for every time that happened to me. You ran into a creature while you were trying to like place your palace. My palace. Yeah. You were just like, fuck, what is that creepy fucking thing? What a common problem to have. God damn it. Uh, It appears typically on the full moon accompanied by a smell of, I'm going to butcher this, frangipani flowers. I don't know what that smells like. They look like, actually, you'll probably see them when you go to Thailand. They look like the typical Hawaiian flowers, how one petal is layered on top of the next one and they're like circular and perfectly it's hard to describe i think i know what you mean when you picture perfect cute little hawaiian flowers that's what i'm picturing i'm picturing the yellow ones that are kind of like stacked on top of each other like little but in a circle yeah they're like layered on top of each other but in a circle okay frangapani flowers everybody google it they're pretty sweet it is said that men who are not careful can be killed after the kontilanak changes into a blood-sucking petty creature that ha- then has intercourse with them which i feel like kind of sounds like a succubus i don't know right. how much you're in i was thinking like a siren almost oh yeah 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 similar yeah they, i feel like they're but, friends they hang if, out if this is how you have to go it's the best way to be honest you it, get amazing sex with yeah, a bombastic looking first. creature and then it just destroys you in the worst way possible yeah but you die with a smile on your face that's true and a succubus will drain you of all your semen so i mean talk about sucking the paint off the side of a car Woo! Oof! yeah <laughs> shout out shout out <laughs> uh dated a dated a girl for a little while there <laughs> who could do the same she, she might could be a succubus suck the paint off the side of a barn <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you say car because that oh, makes yeah. the visual of like uh, sucking paint off of metal. That would be so hard. Oh, I know. So right? she must give a mean. Oh, blood. it was a good blowjob. <laughs> this tale might have been a way to get young men to avoid harassing young women's groups when walking alone on a quiet street. In scary stories and horror films on Malaysian television, the Kuntilanak is described as killing prey by sucking blood at the nape of the neck, very similar to that of a vampire. Slightly different from the picture according to the Malay tradition, a Kuntilanak does not have a hole in the back of its neck. It's just a ghosty thing that kills dudes. Akuntilanak is said to also like certain trees as a place to quote unquote dwell. An example of the tree that it likes, I guess, is a warbu, which is like a small shaded tree that has these cute little yellow flowers growing Sweet. on it. I can't it's wait like to look a, that up. It's a, all these plants. <laughs> all right, you keep reading. I'm going to look up the warbu. <laughs> it's w- I love trees. W-A-R-U. To me, when I looked, when I saw it in person and my mom was like, this is that, this is this. It looks like a bush to me, to be honest. But you're going to see it and be like, that for sure is a tree. Based on beliefs and traditions of the Javanese people, Akuntilanak will not bother pregnant women if the woman always carries nails, knives, or scissors when traveling anywhere. 
which try telling that to TSA. Oh, the reason I'm carrying all these sharp things that look like weapons? Yeah, I gotta keep it in case a Kunti Lanak comes to fucking suck my blood. There you go. Always be prepared. (laughs) Always be prepared. I, uh... Do you think Indonesian TSA is like, yep, let her through. Right. <laughs> Can scissors, a knife, and a fucking nail. Well, so today I was watching a thing about Alaska. <laughs> Apparently 60% of Alaskans carry uh, firearms on them oh, at all times. Oh, yes, I have read this. I mean, that makes sense because of bears. But if, if you carry all of this on you for the, the Kunti walk or whatever, yeah. it's a little embarrassing <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> And Not I just for butchered tigers the name. I'm so sorry. Or kimono dragons. They're just like, a Kuntilanak is going to fucking get me. I need this rusty nail. I need this pair of scissors. And I need this little tiny paring knife. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Archie's having a good time. He is. The flower. Oh, this is like stunning. The typical, oh, that's very typical you know what Hawaiian I mean? yeah, flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I was just like, it's. I don't so, know how to describe so it. So it's like a, a five petal flower that spirals out from the center and it has no uh pestles or steeples which are the the things in the center that have poke out poke the poke out that have like pollen on them yeah it it doesn't appear to have those perfection nathan describing that was perfect well i listen to a lot of it's completely arbitrary check out their podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's a podcast about trees nathan loves trees and nature oh i love nature oh god okay So this causes locals to actually be in the habit of placing scissors, needles, and knives near their children's beds. How do you feel about that? Um, Arm the children. Duh. (laughs) Just put a little... Put a pair of scissors in your baby's one hand, and then in the other hand, keep a fucking rusty ass needle and then see where see what happens right haven't you heard paper planes like just give those children guns oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so according to beliefs of the malay people she can be defeated these same sharp objects you're keeping near your newborn which apparently aren't a hazard can not only ward off the kuntilanak attack but if a nail is driven into the hole behind the kuntilanak's neck it kills her in Indonesian culture, it's said that driving the nail into the crown of the Kuntilanak's head may defeat it. May, real emphasis on the may. So I feel like... So you gotta go for the neck. May defeat her in Indonesian culture, but it may just really piss her off. This is like missing a vampire heart with the stake kind of it's thing. It's like a like, fuck around and find out like, kind of a thing. Oh no, I went for the, the wrong side. <laughs> I got the I got the vampire on the right side and the heart's on the left side. Now they're still oh, alive and God. they're just and laughing just at me. Coming at me. Right. Yeah. In Islam and Hindu cultures, the Kuntilanak is included more part of a genie demon category of spooky shit, which I laughed so hard at when I did the research for this episode because I was like, you put a genie who grants wishes in the same category as demons? I hear that. That's just sad. Or similar to jinn and I think Japanese culture is like a vengeful spirit. Okay. Evil creepy things category, basically. You'll know when one is near from the sound of an infant crying, a woman's disembodied laugh or the smell of decaying flowers. That's it, so them. I know. Classic Kuntilanak. Kuntilanak. Oh my God. Class, that's so them. So them. Okay, this part tripped me up. If the laugh is soft, you'll know she's close. And mm. if the laugh is loud, it means she's far. 
Wouldn't it be the opposite? That's so scary, actually. I love that. Isn't that creepy? That's creepy. Okay, maybe yeah, that's why that's they did, why it, like they did it like that. Okay, just kidding. See, this is why I tell the story to somebody else, because then you guys point something out to me that I didn't realize before when and, I did the research. And hopefully a little bit of comedic relief while we talk about scary stuff. Yeah, that too. It was just like, <laughs> oh, fuck, she's close. Oh, no. Okay, you play... Do you play PS4? Yeah. Have you ever played Dread Out or heard of it? Dread Out? Dread Out. It's like a horror. Um... No, I don't play horror video games, to be honest. <laughs> That's the one thing I can't do. <laughs> Even though you don't believe? No, it's the jump scares that get me, and that's all those games are. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, like, I really liked The Conjuring because it was one of those movies that has a lot of those. But there's a game of The Conjuring. No, no. Oh, the movie. No, the movie. The movie in general. But the, there's a moment when they're going under the rafters. I hate the, that part. Yeah. And then the mom's like, <laughs> right, yeah. right. That one got me a lot. Me too. And and I don't jump a lot. I don't jump a movies. lot either. So when I don't know, I know my weakness. It's jump scares <laughs> and scary video games their main thing is jump scares right if you turn around and see it like right behind you that's a big part of all those games and i hate that little little nightmares oh yes okay yeah i knew i knew what that was you're like a kid that's wearing that yellow raincoat and fucking oh trying to get away from scary stuff like yeah how do you know what that was i i've seen gameplay of that on oh okay 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 so dread out is a survival horror game which sounds similar to everything that we just talked about on ps4 that actually features the kundalanak on both the first game and the second one and i really love their descriptors for the creature itself and i think they're pretty on point with indonesian folklore so i'm going to read them to you from the first game the descriptor is once a beautiful woman she was brutally raped by her landlord after she found to be pregnant the locals condemned her and buried her alive her vengeful spirit seeks to punish all men and their families various items or objects such as scissors knives and nails are sometimes considered as kundilanak repellent from dread out 2 the descriptor is pale-skinned woman with unnatural long black hair razor sharp nails and high-pitched voices these are common features of this ghost, as told by anyone who crosses paths with the Kundilanak. The Kundilanak likes to devour internal organs and sucking out blood from their victims. She also has a habit of kidnapping little children, relating to their origin as a woman who died before becoming a mother. So that's terrifying. <laughs> it is terrifying. I would also like to say, just really quick, thank God we've stopped condemning women for getting pregnant and like murdering them in terrible ways. Oh, go- yes. Yes. We've really come a long way. Like unwed mothers yeah. or single moms. But yeah. We've like, come a long way. We, we, would, we would exile them. We'd murder them in horrible She's ways. She's a witch. Yeah, that we'd call them a witch. We, there was all kinds of stuff. Throw them in jail. All kinds of stuff. I'm so glad we're not doing all that anymore. I'm so glad we're not doing that. I we, mean, we tried to We really Roe take that for granted, I, I'll admit. I think we do a little bit. I mean, they tried to abolish Roe versus Wade. and uh, Well, like in the 60s, you had to like go true. live with your aunts and have the baby there. And then they may or may or not give, give it up for adoption. Yeah, or give the baby up to a convent and be secret and right. say that you lost your fucking noodles for like a little bit and yeah that's true that's true so that's terrifying it is also very relatable to the very real story that is the supposed origin of the actual kuntilanak the indonesian version sorry according to a you're gonna laugh at this according to a coconuts jakarta article (laughs) in indonesian folklore (laughs) i i mean i don't uh, a, a what article a coconuts jakarta coconuts jakarta it's like they're a news source over there oh my I mean, this sounds like Star Tribune a little bit, but oh yeah, that's true. That that is true, actually. Yeah, there once was. But a beautiful... I mean, if you're from out of town and you're like, you guys get all your news from a thing called Star Tribune. I mean, really? 
You know what I mean? It, it doesn't true. sound like a credible no, news yeah, source either. But yeah, that's true. But it we're is just like, this like is a our very... most credible yeah. news source. So Coconut Jakarta. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> there was once a beautiful woman who caught the attention of everyone in her village. She was that beautiful. Wanting to be a real feminist of her time, she rented a small 5x5 five five single room outside of her family's home, which in Asian culture is really unheard of. Like when I got divorced the first time, oh, that sounds really bad. My mother wanted me to move back home immediately, back in her home with all of my siblings, and she signed me up for an eHarmony account. Sweet. That is the Asian culture. Like That's fair. She got by living off of the earnings she made hand sewing cloth and clothing that she would sell in town. Her beauty, unfortunately, did not go unnoticed by her landlord, who was a grimy and disgusting pig man. He raped the young woman, and it soon became apparent she was pregnant from this incident. She was condemned by the people of her village for having sex before marriage, which, like you just said, we've come a long way, even Thank though God. that was, like, not willing at all on her part. It was She was still seen as this, like, quote-unquote dirty thing. Anyway, in addition to her abnormal lifestyle, the angry villagers dragged the woman by her long, dark hair out into the woods where they buried her alive. After losing her life and her baby in such a violent way, she reawakens only to seek revenge on those who ended her life and attacks a few one or 20 vulnerable men along the way as she sees fit. From what I understand with the help of Dr. Emily Zarka from PBS special, the Pontianak version of this creature is more so the one who lives in the trees and has the beautiful form that it uses in aid with some kind of helpless aspect to lure victim in, kind of like a siren or a um, succubus. Jesus, Fuck I can't really, like, think of words right now. You're doing fine. So it's the Pontianak. That version is more Malay as opposed to the Kuntilanak, sorry, is more of the Indonesian version. But they're still referring to basically the same creature. So, like, a once pregnant creepy crawly lady who kills people. Uh, Pontianak, it's not, not all pregnant who pass away while pregnant turn into a Pontianak. Only those who suffered violent violence at the hands of the men while they were pregnant turn into a Pontianak. Okay. So like rape. If she got further along in her pregnancy and then died or like this original OG lady, she would probably turn into a Pontianak or a Kundalanak. Got it. But for a Pontianak, it's said by stabbing it in the hole that's in the back of its neck with a nail, this will subdue the monster, forcing it back into its human form, which basically enslaves it to the conqueror. Wow. Giving the person who stabbed it a loyal and submissive wife and mother for its children. Oh my god, I gotta bring a nail with me to the Philippines. Until, until the nail is removed, which she cannot remove herself. It'd have to be somebody else, like a curious child, for example, which would be... So disastrous. The right? husband's worst nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he's sleeping in... The- have you heard of that short story with the, the girl with the ribbon around her neck? No. Super short, dark story. This guy falls in love with a girl and she's wearing this bright, like cute blue or red. I can't remember. Ribbon, very thick, like a necklace around her neck. And it like ties at the back of her neck. It's hiding something. And he <laughs> Nathan's immediately suspicious. It's hiding a secret of lies. Yes. <laughs> that or it's her, um, what are those called? It's her blowjob. Her black belt her, and her, sucking her, dick. Her blowjob certification. Yes. Yeah. Were you there with me that night that that happened? What? <laughs> Ari and I were at Sneaky Pete's. Or, were, sorry, were you wearing one? I probably would have told you that joke. Five and a half years ago. Yeah, I was hot and single and skinny. And this huge, tall NBA t- 
Timberwolves looking motherfucker comes up to me and he's like, oh, I see you got your black belt and dick sucking on, girl. And I was like, excuse me? And then, and Ari was fucking dying and she couldn't make words. And I was like, what is happening right now? And that's when chokers were having a comeback. Right. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he's like, your necklace. But he was like a seven foot bald black dude. And I was like, I'm only five five. So I was very intimidated. And he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. That seemed really creepy. And then he pointed at my choker and he's like, you're black belt and sucking dick. And then he's like, I thought that's what I thought everybody knew. And Ari was like, oh, Jesus. And she's like, I was trying to tell you, but I was laughing way too hard at your reaction. And I was oh, like, that's great. that was just really aggressive. And then yeah. he's like, I'm really sorry. What a way to flirt with somebody. He came out <laughs> like way too strong. I was like, that was really aggressive even for me. And I, I don't, an aggressive flirt. I don't go around asking girls if they want to suck my dick. So <laughs> <clears throat> I usually come <laughs> off a little bit more subtle than that. Hi, my name's Nathan first, maybe rather than <laughs> I see you suck dick really well. Would, would you like to you. take a ride on my <laughs> meat stick? You know? <laughs> Super aggressive. Hi, my name's Nathan. I noticed you have a black belt and sucking dick. Yeah, I, I would I would say it that way. You're right. I'm kidding. I would I'm say kidding. my name first. He was very impolite not to introduce himself. Hi, I'm Nathan. No, she got a black belt and sucking dick. I, yeah, just, I wanna, was very caught off guard. You want to choke on this meat stick around the corner? <laughs> so the in the short story, the guy keeps asking her and pestering her about the ribbon or whatever and they fall in love they get married and he jokes sometimes after they're done having sex about taking the ribbon off and she's like no no like seriously this is my boundary and when they're sleeping on their wedding night he goes and unties the ribbon and her head falls off i was gonna say that but i wanted to let you finish I love that. Yeah, okay. I, I knew that. I, I I've like, heard I this before. I don't remember who wrote that story, but I feel like it's a really popular story. I feel like it's in a book story. of horror stories yes, somewhere. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's... A, it's I've definitely too, I've definitely read it in one of those like horror story books. It's too... I don't want to say too lighthearted to be Edgar Allan Poe, but it's too... <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it's not dark enough It is enough too... For, yeah, it's, it's not, not dark, dark enough, enough to be Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know who wrote that, but anyway, I feel like it's a really popular... Yeah, it's a good one. Sort sort, but anyway, that's what it makes me think of is like if a kid came up while mommy and daddy were sleeping and is like, oh, what's this thing on her neck, and like takes it out yeah, and she becomes, and she a, full becomes blown... a full blown succubus, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vampire like kills, lady, kills the dad. That's what I'm envisioning. Love so, that. According to a Medium article written by Morris T, the same man who was in the Kundilanak version of this creature, the guy who wanted to build his palace in indonesia while he was debating where to build his palace he encountered uh pontianak as she did not appreciate the disturbance of her land he drove her out with loud noises from cannons that he shot at her which she's a sweet ghost thingy so it's not really gonna I love be that he had just cannons like on stand on site he's just like fucking fire yeah, away they're this all creepy. loaded up already let's fucking fire them off <laughs> creepy bitch fire at that right he chopped down all her trees in which she lived, and then he built a mosque and his palace out of that same wood. So it's like rubbing salt in the wound. I feel like he's just Agreed. like, I'm going to shoot cannons at you. I'm going to chop up your home, and then I'm going to fucking build my shit out of your previous home. Right. A Pontianak can also creepy crawly into the fucking trees, and they live in the trees, which really freaks me out. You know I hate things that are not toddlers crawling on anything, on walls. On trees, on ceilings, on floors. I just, I. That's fair. It's my irrational fear right up there I with would, zombies. I would include toddlers in that category. <laughs> <laughs> just see a baby crawl. Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. Punk, kick it. I wouldn't I want to see a baby crawling around the ceiling. That would freak me out. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. 
it's just like when Zach crawls on the ground jokingly, it fucking freaks me out. I just, I don't, right. I don't like it. It freaks I've, me out. I've heard that. Same thing with the zombies. <laughs> yeah, but then you Layton, hit Layton with your car. Yeah, 120%. I will back that and up. I remember in the past <gasps> I made zombie noises and you were like, straight up, this is just not happening. I'm not. <laughs> this is not you can't fuck with me like that i refuse and i was like okay i think you slapped me or something like that i think i did i punch you in the throat maybe in the adam's apple i don't i don't i don't remember that i would remember okay, that okay okay i might have slapped you i don't fuck with zombies the, right. i slapped Leighton full blown across the face once and i have a really good hand i'm a good slapper but he made those world war z clicking zombie noises oh yes the creepy not like not even like a like a Speaking of and which, like jerking his the, jaw the around, new, and I was like, "No!" The Last of Us, the new TV show. Oh, so people have told me to they watch click that. like that. Ew! You're gonna wah. hate it. Don't watch it. I love it. I love zombies. I think zombies are the best. I like watching those shows because it will best show me how to either swiftly commit suicide in case it happens. Oh my! Or to maybe try to survive. <laughs> Nathan's like, "Oh Jesus!" Well, the, so I'm like an, an extremely capable person i would consider myself so like i know i can do things like I you can... for sure would be the rick in the walking dead situation the rick like the rick, rick and morty group. no no rick in the walking dead oh okay yeah totally yeah 100%. no yeah like i know how to make fire and make shelter do you think you could kill like i could something that looked like a family member once um, not control people but i feel like i could be a leader i could be a leader <laughs> to people <laughs> Everybody raise your glass. We're going to drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> Not no, control I'm a, people, but leave. I'm a utilitarian at heart, so like <laughs> it, the, the most good value that I can provide to the most amount of people, I'll try to do that. Oh my god, we just learned that in philosophy. It's so cute. Did you? Related to healthcare, but yes. I forgot you're still in college. I learned that in college. <laughs> that I just went back, yeah. <laughs> I forget you're still in college. I only did one year, so I don't have a degree in anything, whereas Sophie is working on, what, your master's? Uh, no. Or your bachelor's? I'm just working on my associates in nursing. Associates, okay. <laughs> because Minot State... Okay, so I went to two years of college in North Dakota, but Minot State does this thing, which apparently most colleges do. I just think smarter people don't do it. Okay. You can take your major specified classes up front so like okay. instead of doing having to i know a lot of universities make you do your generals first for your first two years you can pick and choose to do either major specified curriculum or you can just get your generals out of the way okay. i was a moron i hated business marketing i took a lot of business marketing classes like business specified classes i didn't know that those don't transfer over to like when i switched to a pre-veterinary medicine major i had to start all over right and the only and yeah business. the only generals quote unquote i had out of the way was like math and english gotcha. so like yeah you i've got nothing you to did it wrong a little transfer bit. over yes so i'm sorry like, to hear that i thought you were adding to a, an already existing nope i'm a failure well, no I just didn't know what I wanted to do until I died at the age of 18. You just 18. have a lot of credits in an area that you're not using. Correct. Yep. So now I'm starting from the bottom. Now we're, but a lot, Minnesota has a lot of accelerated programs. So I'm going to speed through and come out in the end getting the pay grade that somebody who has a bachelor's in nursing is getting in two years instead of four years. And you're approaching it now with a business mindset. That's a positive way to look at it. Yes. That. All of that. Okay. All that, that. Wow. That was sidebar nation. But anyway. <laughs> That was Sidebar Nation. Let's go back to the vampire lady with Let's the nail go. on her neck. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. This man was actually a sultan, 
And he claimed he laid down establishment to deter pirates from traveling and stealing from this specific area of Indonesia because we settled on, I forget what island it is of Indonesia, but it's like a river runs through kind of the middle of it. So it's a really good port for trade. Speaking more on Asian cultures being quite superstitious, a lot of Asian cultures believe that all things living or not have a spirit, quote unquote. So like a forest, if you mow down a a forest, they believe that like a woodland spirit would get mad and fight back. Yes. Or like destroy a town or cause a flood or, you know, something like that. Something of that nature. Like that mustache guy from the, (laughs) it's, it's a movie. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wait, a what? A what? Dr. Seuss, the Dr. Seuss guy. Oh, the Lorax. The Lorax. Yes. Thank you. Except not maybe a physical form, just like. Okay, a ghost. A <laughs> big ghosty. Sultan, this Sultan mows down this fucking forest to get rid of the creepy lady, and then this orange thing with a mustache <laughs> pops up, and he's like, hey, fuck you. Give me back my trees. <laughs> he starts ripping at the side of the palace, and he's like, I'm taking this back. Yeah, these are mine. <laughs> oh my God. That would be fucking hilarious. I would love that. Oh, God. Okay. Which is why many believe that the Pontianak is a physical real creature that actually wanders the woods. Similar to kind of like a Wendigo, which we've covered on a previous episode. Whether your culture calls it a Kuntilanak or goes by the Pontianak legends, this is basically like the Asian version of a lady in white, which we have a lot of them here in America and in European cultures. And like I've told Gabby a million times, Asian horror is on a whole other level of horror. It's like... It's like white people horror on steroids. It's just, it's just next level. It's just fucking terrifying. I hear that. Subsequent press releases speak of Lewang Sewu losing its mystical air show that the official narrative has no place for the supernatural. The interiors were repaired and repainted. Beautiful stained glass was restored and the grounds were cleared. So no, no bodies to piss No on. more ghosties. No more ghosties. I'm sure the ghosts appreciated the uh, clean a house, but... They almost never do, right? It disturbs them and they get angry. Yeah, I think they get pissed that whenever we... I don't know. Whenever we anything. remodel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it We're looks like, so look. much better now. Yeah, I don't like it. Fuck you. You took away my bathtub. <laughs> I like that leaky You roof. put in a rain shower and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you put in a rain shower. Son of a bitch. Stop painting the walls, you bastards. Oh my god. I was working for 120 years peeling that wallpaper. Right, exactly. (laughs) So the project also sought to educate the visitors when they come on the tours. Several rooms on the ground floor of Building B now house presentations on the history of the building and of the railroads that are currently and at the time were in Indonesia. This public history exhibit skates around the issue of who built the railroads aka the white dutch people trying to colonize indonesia let's be honest they didn't build them i know and for what purposes indeed it is striking that the in this monument to empire the historical context of colonization is not discussed yet like the unhappy souls of those who died bad deaths i love sorry that's an indonesian source that's why it words it kind of weird like that bad deaths not gruesome or horrific bad deaths the ghost of empire and revolution haunt lewang sewu for the last 13 years, since its renovations, Lewang Sewu has become a selling point for local and foreign tourists, which was made mysterious when a broadcast on Trans TV through the program Dunalagi, which translates to Otherworld. I think I think it's like an Indonesian show that's similar to Ghost Hunters. Caught on camera, a very creepy, crawly, pregnant, appearing woman that could have been the alleged OG Kuntilanak or Pontianak in the building. Awesome. 
And that, my friends, is Sophie's choice this week for the haunted building of Le Wang Sewu and the legend of the Kuntilanak or the Pontianak creature. I love it. Do you? Yeah. How'd that make you feel? Especially now that you're going to Asia, not Indonesia specifically. I'm super stoked. I want to go find a haunted house there and spend the night. And see if you see one. I won't see anything, let's be honest. <laughs> is is Crystal superstitious? I have no idea. Probably. I was like, she she's Filipino. Asian. Yeah, so, so you should ask her. I will. I'm curious now. How she feels about the Kuntilanak or the Pontianak. Right. Oh, yeah. I'll have to remember those and ask her. Yeah. She'll probably shade herself. If she I, probably shade If I know her as well as I think I do, she's not into creepy crawly. Not into spooky, creepy. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, no, I can definitely see her being like, yeah, I don't like scary movies. They scare the shit out of me, and I'm not a fan of that. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas I love them. I do, too. If it's all just jump scares and there's no real plot. Yeah, I like the story. Like Like Saw, I don't care for Right, yeah, I don't like Saw. I don't like pointless gore. I'm also, yeah, I'm not a fan of gore. Too much blood. Me either. I'm just like, this is a lot. Yep. Yeah. I like there be a story. I like... I like psychological horror as well as kind of the jump scares thrown in. I like right. like The Conjuring. That yeah. was a perfectly done Agreed. horror movie. Yeah. There's a story behind the fucking witch and the whatever. The line, right. the witch and the wardrobe. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to watch people measure blood or yeah. like the, the amount of flesh <laughs> they have to cut off each other's arms or things like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see a doctor sawing off his ankle because he cheated on his wife a couple times. I don't right. care to see that. Right. I don't want to see them have the ultimatum. You cut his leg off, you cut your own leg off. It's just... <laughs> It's just, it's And I'm going to hide over here in the toilet. It's gross and I don't want it. (laughs) There is an Indonesian movie right now that is available on Netflix called The Kuntilanak, if anybody wants. If anybody doesn't mind, do you watch subtitles? Yeah, all the time. Okay, Maggie hates it, so I just... Uh, PSA, it is not in English and does is not available to be dubbed in English. So that, the one thing I don't do is watch movies that are in English with English subtitles. <laughs> it it takes up so much of the screen. <laughs> it's a distraction. I find I, I'm reading the subtitles and not actually watching the movie. Okay, so Zach's whole family. Just turn the volume up a little bit. Zach's whole family does that. They watch English with English subtitles and it used to annoy the shit out of me. But now I find myself doing it sometimes. Oh no. But I always quick shut it off you before we have like a group movie or anything. Like Maggie and I frequently have horror movie nights, which right. I feel like you need to jump in on. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I... You understand my pain. Though. I do. It, you, it, it was very annoying yeah. when then I... Then I simulated and then well, i started doing it now i'm starting to do portuguese with english subtitles and vice <gasps> versa so i'm starting fun. to dub some of my english stuff like the shows i've watched a million <laughs> times like the walking dead or new girl or Ooh, Grey's good Anatomy. Idea. dub them in german just because i know or charmed because i know what the lines are going to be getting my ears used to the the new language, different Audio. language. Yes, yeah, to like more perfect my German, I guess. But that's awesome. uh, that could be an option if you put right. things in Portuguese, maybe. Yeah, no, we're doing the same thing. I love that. On that Duolingo. I, I'm on a 25-day streak right now. Oh, fuck, I was on a 15-day streak and then I lost it. It's, it said uh, yesterday that a 25-day streak is like 3% of the users of duolingo have made it to a 25 uh, day streak so that's i'm a three percenter right now insane do you do the 10 minutes a day that they tell you to do no no i usually i usually do a little bit more than that to be honest 
um there are a couple days where i just did like one to make sure i kept the streak going but mostly i do like five to seven in a day duolingo please sponsor us yeah agreed duolingo (laughs) if you're out there if you're out there i love duolingo it's cute even though we're adults i hear that i love it i love the cute little bird and the fucking right his little super when you like do really good anyway they've helped me a lot i feel you god and that right. was my choice this week yeah we probably should wrap this up huh yeah. <laughs> okay guys that is our choice this week we will be back on monday with another mini may or may not have friend of the pod nathan with the mini gabby will be back yay and until then don't be shitty <laughs> Wait, spooky. did i steal yours yeah i'm sorry <laughs> let's keep it that way it's perfect That's hilarious. all right goodbye everybody bye Gabby, where can they find our podcast? You can find Sophie's Choice Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you like to listen. Make sure to follow and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. Email your spooky stories to Sophie's Choice Murderies at gmail.com and make sure to like and follow at Sophie's Choice Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. All our links are in the show notes. We'll chat with you, Murderies, next week. Stay spooky. Mm-hmm.